Welcome to AAPI Narrative. I'm Ni. I'm Rachel. And I'm Z. And this is the podcast for the modern day global Asian perspective. Hey everyone, this is Rachel. Welcome back to another episode on AAPI Narrative. This is our mental health series, and today we're going to be having a conversation with our lovely guest. Hello everyone. My name is Burte, and I'm Mongolian. I moved to Russia when I was a kid. Four years ago, I moved by myself to the United States and started my blogging career. I had this whole life experience living in different countries. And wherever I go, everyone has the same problems. People don't love themselves enough. People don't believe themselves enough. When I actually moved to the United States, the mental health is very important. And it's even more important than your physical health because you can't start your physical health journey if you have problems. I want to help more people to understand how important mental health and especially if you're moving to another country, so important. You can't just try to blend into the new society. You have to find the right place that will fill you with happiness. I used to be a PR and advertisement agent in Moscow. When I was 26, I decided that I can't live in Russia anymore. I didn't like the Russian culture. I didn't want to live there. I had this idea to move to another country. My first plan was Germany, Berlin. And then I just accidentally met my boyfriend team and I moved to the United States. These four years was real struggle. <laughs> a lot of people think it's like cool experience to move to another country, but you're not gonna learn the language, you're not gonna learn about culture and change your mindset. It can be cool, like a lot of people go to Bali and live there for a year, for two years, but they don't speak their language, they don't follow their traditions. When you move to America, you have to speak English. You have to change your habits. You have to understand why Americans think this way. What is not acceptable to say or do. That's interesting that you've been to so many different places, but not only been to these countries or cities, but you've lived and you've immersed yourself in the culture. You talked a bit about your immigration experiences on your YouTube channel. We did watch your video about your immigration story from Mongolia to Russia to the U.S. And I just think it's amazing that you have that like driving you to like move forward and experience all these different things. I wanted to ask how your immigration experience has shaped you as an individual. It sounds like when you moved from Mongolia to Russia, Russia to the U.S., you've conformed to the different habits or the different rituals that these countries have already set in place. A couple days ago, we were talking with my sister. We were discussing about growing up as immigrants, and we both agreed that we don't have this attachment. For example, many people I know, they love their country or they love their culture. I don't understand this feeling or why I have to love one place so much. This is why I can't go and move to another place. I'm going to be fine with it. I miss my friends, I miss my family, but I don't miss a place. And when I moved to the United States, I become open-minded because now I had image of three very different countries and cultures. I can see the happy medium now, but I see that people want love and it doesn't matter culture or religion you follow. I love that. You touch upon the deeper meaning or the values that are rooted in how you feel like a human being would be shaped as. It's not just about where you're from geographically. It's about what your values are, what you hold dear. And that is the same across all types of people from all across the world. 
Yeah. Like you, I immigrated too when I was very young. And I totally resonate with what you said about like trying to assimilate yourself to the American culture. You're eating French fries, hamburger, the American food. And then your family has like their own traditional food. When I went to school, I was telling the girls that I was actually ashamed to bring my family food because I think that it smelled. (laughs) So stuff like that, I feel like I understand what you're saying. You moved to the United States by yourself. I could not imagine how that struggle was like because I was scared coming to another place. Without my parents, I wouldn't know what to do. How was your first time like being on your own at a foreign country? I was with my boyfriend. He lived in Los Angeles maybe eight years at that time. And he grew up in the United States. He helps me a lot. He still is helping me, but he helps me more with like external things, like find friends, English school. But what was happening in my mind, obviously he couldn't help. I didn't know the words like downtown or extra ticket. My boyfriend, he told me, I have extra ticket to Burning Man. I was like, what is extra ticket? It's like some special ticket. (laughs) I couldn't speak English at all. And when you move to a completely different environment, it feels like you lost your safety. In Russia, I understand like language. I have like friends. My family was there. In Moscow, I knew everything. And now I'm in LA where I don't know anything. I lost the feeling of safety. The foundation that you built while you were in Russia, there was that sense of security that if you were learning something new, you at least had the foundations to learn those pieces. But when coming to America, you're starting from scratch. And that I feel like is a lot harder, but you've done it beautifully and you're thriving in this new environment, which is amazing. Yeah. And this feeling like you don't feel safe inside makes you go crazy like in your mind because you're like okay what should I do should I find a job and I think this is why a lot of people immigrate but they can't evolve from the one state they just moved there and you lost your foundation thank you so much for sharing such an intimate part of your journey moving to a foreign country like the United States what resonated with me a lot was when you shared the feeling of your safety leaving you. Some of our experiences with our family immigrating specifically to the United States, they also share similar feelings of not feeling safe, starting from the ground and needing to depend on people, but sometimes not getting the answer. So I think it takes a lot of courage and bravery to do something and try something new. Your journey is incredible to hear and to learn more about. I wanted to ask you a little bit about your thoughts on mental health and your mental well-being. We talk about safety and feeling secure and so much of the challenges that we often hear in the Asian community across the world is how mental health is a taboo topic and not a lot of families or people often talk about it. So what are your thoughts on mental health and your experience navigating your mental well-being? When I moved to the United States, I first time in my life, I understand my parents. When I was growing up, I was all curious and maybe sometimes even angry at them like why they couldn't speak Russian as well as I, or why they can learn language better, or why they can't find good Russian friends. And they didn't actually follow all Russian traditions. They always tried to keep Mongolian traditions. 
And when I moved to America, it was like so hard because you're not feeling secure and you're just trying to hold your old traditions from your own country. And you're kind of stuck because you are trying to hold with your hands these memories and traditions and you don't have opportunity or you don't have like extra hands to blend into the new society. Now I feel like if people decide to move to another country, they have to think not only about money, where they're going to live, or about work or language. It's very important to start preparing yourself even before you're going to move to another country mentally. Maybe go to a psychiatrist, start with yourself. A lot of change is going to come and we have to prepare ourselves for it. Those are really great advice for people who are thinking about moving to a different place and seeking new opportunities. Actually, this is the first time I heard someone suggest going to a psychologist or a psychiatrist, and I think that's really important. A lot of times, there are a lot of people who don't seek help. Professional help does exist. It's so important, and I hope that people who are listening definitely consider that as an option. Yeah, I think therapy is a really good opportunity to work everything out with yourself. We have so many emotions and so many thoughts. Sometimes it's really hard to share these feelings and thoughts with friends or family. Their opinion can really influence you. I understand that every time I see immigrants who move to another country when they're already an adult, I see that they're going to all these motivational trainings like coaches. You have to work hard. You have to go to the gym and all these like, very positive and motivational things. But you can't do all this. You can't start all this before your mental health. You have to understand yourself better. You have to build your foundation. And then you can go and do whatever you want. I agree. I see that 100% how your mind and your mental well-being affects everything because you can do XYZ, do a marathon and everything, but if you aren't able to step back and really take care of how you're feeling up here, then everything else gets affected. Your work, your physical health, it shows up in different ways. And that's also something that I'm continuing to practice into 2021 too, slowing down and taking care of my mind. So I really appreciate that reminder. With that being said, I know you talked about the importance of mental health, taking care of your mind. What do you think are some of the similarities and differences between the conversation around what mental health looks like in Russia and the USA, specifically within the Asian community? I would say the big difference that people in the United States, like Americans, they start this conversation about mental health. In Russia, people just started talk about mental health like maybe five years ago in russian culture it's sign of weakness if you talk about emotions about feelings if you complain about your mental health or even about physical health in russia we have this group mindset where like we are group and like we don't care about like each person individually it doesn't matter if you're like dying <laughs> nobody cares I understand why, for example, my parents, it's so many things was happening with them, but they couldn't understand what's going on because you can't complain. You can't like talk about your emotions. Everyone just going to say you're like, fine, even bad life situations. This is why you just do whatever you should do. Take care of your family and doesn't matter what are you feeling. 
Five years ago, Russian would start this conversation about mental health. There's a big difference because I see in the United States, people already goes more detail about mental health. I see a lot of bloggers or celebrities who like talks about their mental problems. They're like, yes, I have this problem. I'm trying to deal with it and it's fine. And people support them. I can't imagine something like that in Russia right now. Because even gay people, they have to like hide themselves in Russia. Mm-hmm. This is why, yeah, Russia is very far away from where America is right now. Wow, that's very mind-opening. I've never been to Russia, but hearing from what you're <laughs> saying, like it really reminded me of culture in Asia too. They're not open about mental health issues. They think that is something that if you have an issue like this, you're just weak. They're not open to talk about it. It's definitely something that they're slowly moving away from and picking up from other countries. The good thing that we have internet now, mm-hmm. I can just Google, what does it mean? This is happening with me and I'm going to get thousands of like. Yeah. As you guys were talking, it was just an interesting connection that I thought of as you were speaking about the differences between the U.S. and Russia and even Asian culture as well. You mentioned that Russia and even Asian culture is very community-driven or very group-centric. In the USA, it's more individualistic. But when you mentioned about having that access to the internet and access to different stories where celebrities will even talk about their mental health. I feel like as a consumer of like social media and YouTube specifically, although I do think in a more individualistic mindset coming from the States, I feel more connected as a community to be able to hear those one-on-one stories. So in a sense, it's like we're still building a community through individual stories, whereas in Asia and Russia, it was more like you build a community from the community down, but then in the States, you're building a community from the individuals up. Yeah, I think it's a big difference between the community of individuals where like everyone Mm -hmm. has their own face and their own opinion Uh, And they want to contribute to the community because they have the free will. And it's very different when it's a group of people where everyone depends on each other and they can't move without each other. Even in Mongolia, same thing. Like we have some group of people who gives morality and they said, this is good, this is bad. And you all should like listen to this and you have to leave following these rules. And I feel like in Russia, in Mongolia, this group mindset is very popular. It's not a healthy relationship. It's like a toxic relationship of people who are very dependent to each other. Yeah, depending on where the focus is coming from, whether it's from a core group leading the community or it's the community creating these different dialogues or discussions to then create some sort of group rules or group mindset to then live by, it comes off differently for sure. I guess thinking more about mental health and your journey with this topic, how do you feel like your profession as a content creator in the YouTube space specifically help propel your vision forward? When I moved to America, I started like a Russian YouTube channel in Russian because I didn't speak English at that time. 
And when I started doing all these videos about like my immigration, about my life, I understand that I'm not alone. So many people who understand my struggles, even as an Asian Russia, as a woman, as an immigrant, and it was so helpful, especially when people start saying to me like, oh, you are so beautiful. And I was like, I didn't consider myself beautiful, never in Russia, because I didn't look like Russian girls, because I was like completely different. I've never pursued myself as beautiful. And people on YouTube start giving me so much support and love. It really helps me to build my confidence. Social media is amazing. I can see that people who share same life experience could find their love. I know in Russia, five years ago, Tinder was so popular. So many people, they just met each other on the Tinder and then they get married and they now they have family and kids. And it's amazing. You don't have to be in the club waiting when I'm going to meet that guy or I don't know, when you're in university, you can just like find the right person right away. I mean, not right away, but you can find the person who will share what you like. And it's so cool. You can find the right person. Yeah. I feel like social media is a very big platform and anyone can meet anywhere. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And I love watching YouTube. Like that's what I do on my downtime. And I noticed that the YouTube community is so big and everyone is so supportive of each other. The influencers, I can see them commenting on other people's pages. And then I also see them like when they come up with their brands, they will purchase each other's clothing or like makeup and then they will make a collaboration. So that is just wonderful how everyone just support each other. It's amazing. It has some negative parts, Mm. but nothing perfect in this world, right? Yeah. The term community has changed so much from our parents' generations to now. With the power of the internet, the term community isn't just limited to your geographic region anymore. It's defined by what you feel you connect with, whether that's someone that's in the other room or if it's someone all the way across the world. I think that's just so mind-blowing to me to think about nowadays. I love that you said that, Rachel, because that really resonated with me too, that you were able to connect with the stories that were on social media or YouTube. And I know that you mentioned it in your video when you talked about growing up Asian Russian, being able to hear people share their experiences growing up Asian and how it was like, oh my God, there are people who experience similar things. And I think that's really powerful that Our community doesn't have to be a geographical space, despite growing up in Russia and not really seeing people that look like you or share similar experiences, that you're able to find that through the internet. Of course, there are times where the internet can be a little crazy, but there's a lot of space filled with support. We love that you're able to be in community with us because we love learning more about your experiences and what it's like. And we hope to continue doing that as well. I'm very grateful for you girls. Like, I think you are first, like, American people that I have this kind of conversation. (laughs) How people meet friends in America and in Russia, it's so different. Like, Russian people value friendship, like, 
crazy. In America, I think people value self first. You're not going to be a friend with the people that not going to support you. People should respect your boundaries. And I think it's very important. And in Russia, it's like people almost don't have boundaries and they not really supportive in the positive way. For example, if you just break up with the guy, your girlfriends in Russia, they're going to just say, hey, let's go drinking, dancing, forget about this guy. And in America, I, I see like opposite thing, like girls like, let's talk, tell us about your emotions, what do you think, where was this red flag, I've learned about red flags. <laughs> and this is so amazing. It's like real support. There's this like one saying, you are a product of your five closest friends. I think that's also where the mindset comes from, where it's like you work on yourself first to be able to then bring to the table to your group of friends. You've built the value in yourself that you can now emulate. As you're going through your profession as a content creator, what are some things you wish you knew before starting your journey? I think the most important thing I've learned, and I wish I knew this before, in social media where you want to be content creator, it doesn't really matter the style. People want to see your own personal story and thousands of people talk about the same things. For example, I'm talking about how I embraced my natural curls, but it's a, such a big community, like thousands of people talks about curls and ways, but people want to see you because it's you. You don't have to pretend like you're someone else. You just have to be yourself. And this is what people want to see. <laughs> you pull in the right energy from being just yourself. You definitely lived through a lot of experiences. You moved to different countries. What would be some advice you give to your younger self from all these experiences that you've been through? I wish I, I could. <laughs> I would say you have to listen yourself and only yourself and don't listen to anyone else because it's just their opinion. It's not objective. You can't pursue yourself through others' eyes and other thoughts and opinions you have to just listen to yourself like if you feel this way it's fine it's absolutely normal if you want to do this thing or another thing it's fine it's like it's your life you're totally in control i used to listen to other people like my friends my family and i always thought that because i love them they gonna tell me the right things they gonna like help me but now I feel like, no, <laughs> if I love them, it, it doesn't mean they know me better than I know myself. I think that's really valuable advice for not only your younger self, but for all of our listeners to take in and really connect back to what they believe in, their values, and trust the process in their own journey. With that being said, where can our listeners connect with you online? They can find me on YouTube. It's called It's Burte and the same name on Instagram and on TikTok. Thank you for tuning in to AAPI Narrative. We'll be back next Wednesday for a new episode. In the meantime, head over to our IG page at AAPI Narrative to let us know what you think about our episode. Leave us a review and follow us on Spotify so you'll never miss a beat. See ya!